0: to the FPL Roundtable, the only fantasy Premier League podcaster. We guarantee that you might learn something about fantasy, probably. I'm your host, Kevin DeVries. Joining me, as always, my good friend and cohort, Rob Langevin. Rob, it's been a yes, tough sir. few days for me. As a Pittsburgh yeah. sports fan, um, yeah. the Pirates lose uh, Andrew McCutcheon and Garrett Cole. The Steelers lose in what may be the worst coached performance <laughs> I've ever seen in the NFL by a quote-unquote favorite team. Um but that's you know what, that's rear view stuff, man.
1: Yeah. You know, it's been it's been a tough tough cycle of, of a week for the the rust belt. I think, you know, with Buffalo, mm. Cleveland, and Pittsburgh all in turmoil right now in, in various sports. It's, yeah, it's a, no, bad, a, it's a bad it's a bad it's a bad time to be in the rust belt of the of the Americas. Basically if nobody knows what the rust belt is, it's basically anything that follows what is that, Lake Erie and yeah. goes down to
0: Pittsburgh through the basically on the, the other side of the Appalachian
1: Mountains, basically.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um. Yeah. It's a. It's a. It's been uh, tough, but uh, you know, we we move on in life, and so we will move on in the show. How are you feeling, though, Rob? Are, are you good, I'm, man? I feel like people don't ask people genuinely if they're yeah, doing all right. No, well,
1: I'm good. You we, we mean you always talk, so you always know, know how I'm doing. But I mean, nobody ever nobody ever listens to this podcast, gives me a call or text me and be like, Hey, how you doing? How you feeling? You need anything? You want some soup? You Want some crackers? Nope. Nobody ever says anything. But no, What's I'm doing going good. On with that. with twenty four is home? here
0: contact you do you think because they don't have my number they don't have my oh, number dude oh right right, my right, right, right. I'm, pri- I'm private I'm, I'm a
1: private citizen
0: you know? are you I not think? are you, you not in outside. the phone book also am i in a phone book somewhere do you have to sign up for that yeah. i have no idea yeah it's, yeah i'm, I'm under naven johnson if you haven't seen the movie the jerk um my movie is naven johnson i have not but i hope whoever's listening to this that gets it finds that very amusing um we will shift yeah. quickly into actual it's fantasy cool. stuff we spoke last week about Alexis probably going to City. Oh, look, a week later, it's the opposite of that. <laughs> Looks like he might be on his way to Manchester United. Where would you prefer he go for fantasy purposes? Um, since I'm probably not not going to own him anywhere,
1: I don't own him in draft formats anywhere. Um, I don't, I don't really care <laughs> to be honest. Okay. Um, I, I'm just sick of the news of it. This whole this whole January window thing is is um. Remember, what was it, last year with Dimitri Payet? We basically yep. knew he was leaving, and then basically the next day he was gone. Yep. Um, this whole Alexis Sanchez news is just dragging out everything. Now they're, you know the speculation about this, there's speculation about that. He's going to Arsenal, they're doing make-weight. Um, You know, Arsenal's preparing to do this. If this guy comes in, then Sanchez will leave, blah, 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 blah. Uh, It's all a big speculative news storm is all it is. And every independent branch of news from across the pond, since we are in the States, is just broad-basing it with a big, wide, you know, roller of paint. And we're just basically waiting for something to happen and everything is speculative. Listen, if he goes to City… There's more rotation risk there, I think, for everybody that's a fantasy asset there, including everybody who probably own Sterling De Bruyne, um, basically kills Bernardo Silva, basically kills Jesus's value when he comes back. So from that standpoint, I probably don't want him to go to go to City. Going to United, he probably you know goes right into the squad, but then it squashes guys who are on the you know on the tertiary part of fantasy, the, the Martiales, the Rashfords, um, maybe the the. New Inform, the new is the Squidward of, of United, um, Jesse Lingard. Um, but either way, he's still going to be Alexis Sanchez. He's still going to get his touches. He's still going to be a phenomenal player on the ball. His price in the official game is just abominable right now. and you, you probably can't roster him because there's probably one thing that's still against him. Even if he does go to a new team, he, he, even if he stays at Arsenal as of tomorrow – he probably still isn't going to play in this weekend. And if he goes to another team, he's not going to play for that team either. So Alexis Hensis right now is um, like, you know, when you make cookies and you don't have a cookie, like a, a, something to pull the cookie sheet out with and you try to use your hands. It's just dumb. It's just dumb. Don't do it. That's basically what he is right now. <laughs> um, you just don't want to go anywhere near it. Just, just wait till it cools off and then maybe, you know, figure out what's what and, and reattack it that way. Um, like I said, He's a phenomenal player. His price is just abominable. You know, eleven point eight. He sits on ninety-seven points currently for the year.
0: Yeah,
1: I mean, what I like to, I think he, I think he'd probably benefit more from going to a, a United team. But seeing him in a City squad where just they they score so many goals, and he'd probably have a part or a piece and a lot more. Yeah,
0: I don't know. I really don't care to be honest with you right now. Um, I I think he's overrated. (laughs) (laughs) Interesting. Um, I'm actually kind of on the other side of this. I'm not sure that people are aware that he's on track for both more shots on target and more chances created uh, this season, despite the fact that he's way down in both goals and assists. So if that kind of comes back to the norm, he could be ready for a huge breakout. Also, if he wasn't and he just stayed at his current pace, he would have 14 goals and 10 assists. Which it would have been like top ten last season in the game. Mm-hmm. So it's not like he's having a quote unquote awful fantasy season. It's just to your point for price. That's mm-hmm. a lot. It's hard. It's hard to make a great case for owning him right now. I think. Yeah. Uh, I mean. I mean when you when you look at his stats to date, he's he's played in fifteen hundred minutes. He's got seven goals, five assists.
1: Last year he scored two hundred sixty four points in twenty four games started. Thirty two hundred more minute, 3, minutes. Thirty mm-hmm. two hundred minutes. He he scored. He's 24 and assisted on 11. So he's far, far below his pace there. He's basically on pace for what he did the season before that when yes. he scored 13. And had five assists for point wise. I'm not saying, you know, right. goals and assist wise, but on 167 points. We're, we're to almost two we're basically almost two thirds of the way through the season, and he's sitting at just under 100 points. So another 70 points in 14, 15 game weeks, that's probably right about where he's going to be if he continues on the pace. So, I mean, people are expecting him to be what he was in 16, 17, and he's and more on he's the pace of that. 15, 16. Yeah, right. yeah. yeah, yeah, it's crazy. So, I mean, yeah, he's a phenomenal player when he's when
0: he's on, but he just hasn't been on, and his price is just crazy to even think about bringing in and rostering. Yeah, true. Um, of course, uh, you mentioned a potential make in that deal that would, in theory, be Mcterin going back to Arsenal, which is the reports as we're hearing them now. Obviously, as you imply, uh, everything's kind of up in the wind at the moment, but that's currently. The prevailing uh, sentiment, which um, he would probably replace Alexis directly in that Arsenal team. But if that does not go through, I've got a couple questions of uh, who would take over that slot. Uh, it's going to be Danny Welbeck, who has started literally every match mm-hmm. that Alexis hasn't. Um, I wish it mm-hmm. was more exciting than that, but it's not. Uh, and Welbeck mm-hmm. was in loads of space against Bournemouth this weekend, um, but we know what we know what he is. He's not. He's never going to be an A list guy. <laughs> Um, yeah. he's, but, staled,
1: he's still Danny Welbeck, <laughs> exactly.
0: And so he, he is. He would be potentially of interest, much like Ox is, as the uh, guy getting the first crack at the Coutinho role uh, for Liverpool. But you know, uh, that's who it'll be probably, um, unless McTarion is involved yeah. in the deal. So uh, everybody's minds can be at rest over that. Um, for you, um, yes, sir. If McTarion did go the other way. Mm-hmm. any interest. Because the talent's there. In, in like, yeah, in Taga-based leagues, probably
1: more so. I think that he'd be more involved in the Arsenal buildup and have different tools around him, different toys. I think that he's just gone stale with what United has on the pitch, and he can't refine what he was in the first couple game weeks that we saw actual brilliance from. Um, going to Arsenal, he'd have a little bit more... I can't say more speed, but more a different skill set of players around him rather than a Lukaku, a, you know, a Martial a Rashford, and maybe a Juan Mata. He'd have a, a you know a Lacazette, um, you know, a Ramsey, a Wilshire, Otsel, you know, those guys around him. So it's a completely different skill set that'll be around him. Um, like I said, in draft formats, absolutely, I'd probably be a, more of a buyer in it. In the official game, I'd probably it probably have to be um, like a double game week or a lot of a couple teams blanking and me taking a gamble on him to actually have an interest in him.
0: Yeah, that's absolutely fair. Um, and if he did go to Arsenal, we aren't entirely sure which position he'd play. Would he play centrally with us moving to the left? Because um, obviously McTarrion is more comfortable on the right, but that's also where Ramsey could be deployed which we talked a little bit about off air. It'll be interesting to see how they fit all those pieces together. But my belief is if this deal goes through and it is a swap deal, I believe that both Bangor and Mourinho will find a way for McTarrion and Alexis to be in their regular starting 11, just based on talent level. Um, And and the one good thing is that if this doesn't affect, if both players go
1: each way and and vice versa, neither team is affected for cup ties.
0: Correct. Yeah. With Europa League and Champions League, not necessarily conflicting with one another uh, when it comes to eligibility. Um. The other one is a news story that sounds like it would have been interesting two years ago, but it's worth mentioning anyway. Walcott had a medical today with Everton. They, of course, just got Bolassi back um, and have loads of other attacking options, though you can question the quality of them. Uh, does this even spike your needle a little bit? No. I mean,
1: it kills all the other interest in, in the the way down the list uh, fantasy options for Everton, you know, like maybe like the the Lookmans or the, mm-hmm. the Aaron Lennons. Yeah, but I don't think I don't think he's going to affect much playing time. I think he's going to come in and be like that eighth or ninth inning, like to use a baseball reference, like a ninth inning guy that comes in and just runs his butt off and and gives you the the last couple effort. You know, because Walcott does have some skill and he does have some you know some proprietariness in, in in the box, so he knows how to score a goal. And you know, based on the names that Everton have. As guys who have been in contention there, he's not—he's not Yannick Bolasie, I don't think. You know, skill-wise, you know, he's better than Aaron Lennon. So from that standpoint, I think they're bolstering their 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 bench options for for game time.
0: Yeah, if you are playing in a draft league, the person I think this kills is Davy Clausen because um, mm-hmm. he's somebody that could have taken another attacking slot that just continues to not be given that chance. Uh, he did get a chance early in the season. I'm not trying to say like he was never given one, but yeah. um, under he Big Sam seems to not be involved and is immediately. Uh, being quote unquote not positionally but just the fact that another space is gone um being replaced by this potential addition. Uh you have anything else you want to bring up before we move yeah. on? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely.
1: Um you know it's interesting that you, you mentioned his name in passing before, but um Alex Oxlade Chamberlain, goal and an assist against City this past week in maybe one of the best games that anybody's seen this year to date. Um his price, five dot six, um and his spot Basically, like a quasi Coutinho role. Mm. Is he moving forward? Is he that third Liverpool factor now for you?
0: Um, it depends on how you feel about Mane, but I'm perfectly fine with him being my fourth Liverpool option. Yeah, but, um, how, but, I'm, but I'm saying, oh, you're place, saying in, in, in your team.
1: Yeah, I'm saying right, like, right, right, yeah, yeah. Because it, it's hard to fit Firmino, Salah. Everybody has Salah, so don't don't even count mm-hmm. Salah. Salah
0: is one. So basically, it's Firmino,
1: Mane, and Oxley Chamberlain for two
0: spots. Yeah. I I mean, I really don't hate it. It's uh, two goals, two assists in his last five starts. Um, Mm -hmm. It's something you don't hate. As I said, it looks like he is going to get first crack at that Coutinho role, which you mentioned as well. Um, As kind of a punt guy, like if you uh, were still on Gross or with or if you're concerned that Alexis would mess with Lingard's uh, starting if he does end up at Mm -hmm. United, um, then yeah, I, I could entirely see Chamberlain kind of being the... The downgrade there. My fear is that a lot of people started jumping back on the Liverpool defense bandwagon, who I will talk about later, um, which would make it difficult because people might already have three. Considering, you know, Firmino's a a price downgrade from a lot of the big name strikers that are struggling right now. Um, But I would have no—if I only had two, I would have absolutely Mm -hmm. no problem bringing in Oxley Chamberlain at least kind of on a trial basis here for the coming weeks because they have a pretty, Mm -hmm. pretty cushy schedule here uh, for the next five or so. Yeah, I mean at five dot six he just
1: screams out that he should be added because everybody's in love with the, the Liverpool attack. You know, um with Swansea, Huddersfield, Spurs, Southampton, West Ham, Newcastle, and then Man United. They only have three they have three home, three away in that in that time frame. Um we do know that Liverpool's splits are kind of wonky. Um but yeah, at, his price is the thing that jumps out to me here, Kev. Like I, I'm I'm getting that Liverpool are probably gonna get returns. He may look into goals, look into assists more, but for 5.6 to have, you know, the second highest scoring team, basically a fantasy asset there, it just, it just makes too much sense to me. I, maybe it's one of those things that, you know, maybe I should bang my head against the wall and be like, you know what? All right. It doesn't make sense now because I'm concussed. But like if 5.6, like compared to having Firmino and Salah, now mm-hmm. you have three entry, you have three interests in the Liverpool attack with that upcoming schedule. It's it seems like a no brainer to me, but I mean there are there are cheekier options out there, but I mean you could probably do a lot worse than a five dot six ox like Chamberlain right now.
0: Yeah, super duper agree. Yeah, you know, so
1: moving on to another team, we saw they did play today. They had a win in uh, extra time. West Ham. Um, we had a, we were recording later because Kevin was so adamantly in in, in depth into this game. He was <laughs> thumbs deep into it. We'll say um, with with the returns that West Ham is giving. After their double game week, I don't know whether if people got where they just got stuck to players because they were stuck with them for the double game week. Just didn't transfer them out, or whatever Happenstance be, they they lucked into Lanzini and and uh, Arnautovic. You know, get basically getting thirty points between the two of them in the game week after the double game week. How long are we riding the hammers
0: here? Ooh, I'm actually uh, willing to ride them pretty hard, which sounds gross now. Um- <laughs> Uh, Arnotovich in particular. I mean, all of his goals. Uh, are you gonna ride? Are you gonna ride them all night long? All night long, are you ride him All night. Long? All night. Um, <laughs> uh, I'm super on right now. Um, considering the fact that he has scored all the six goals in the last ten matches since Moisey came in. Um, and you know how like everybody loves Salah a whole lot. Arnotovich has matched him, <laughs> uh, stat for stat, pretty much since um, the last five weeks, where they both have four goals and three assists. Which you very much have to like yeah. like that's the category he's in right now. He's starting up front that makes him O O P, which is like your most favorite thing in the whole world. And has four bottom ten defenses mm-hmm. in his next five matches. So I'm I'm super on board with Arnautovic. Lanzini's a little weird because he's more a creator than a goal scorer, although his stats the last two years wouldn't really seem to imply that. They are a little bit more this season. Um but it's it's kinda like McTarian was at the start of the season? Like you're buying for the assists, you're you're staying for the goals. Um yeah, uh, I'm a, I'm a little iffy on Lanzini, who did play again today, by the way. Um, just tired mm-hmm. legs wise, like a chance that he wouldn't start at the weekend. Uh, but yeah, on on Arnautovic uh, and in general, yeah, I'm willing to buy in on uh, West Ham at the moment. Yeah, I mean, I like what they're doing. Their, their next coming four games are are pretty cupcakeish. If you if you're into cupcakes,
1: um, born at home to Bournemouth, home to Palace, at Brighton, home to Watford are their next four, um, and that brings you up to the week twenty eight, which is is. 28 on is basically when we start getting the blank game weeks, double game weeks, and and the such. But up until that point when they face Liverpool at Liverpool, I, I think that you have to ride them. You know, for 13.8 combined between the two of them, um, yeah, they're, they're pretty phenomenal. Lanzini, like you said, is, the, is becoming more of the facilitator to Arnautovic's goal scoring, which is perfectly fine because you're getting them at a little bit of a discount. And based on what West Ham has done goal-wise the last few games – they they can score multiples here, Kevin. Uh, you know they've gotten games where they had four, three, 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 one, two. You know, but so I mean there is the capability for West Ham to do explosive type things here, um, and their their prices is enough to ride on. I I didn't double up on them because I fell asleep like a dope, but um, I would have, and if I had the chance to do it. I'd probably go back and do it again mm. or do it for the first time. But <laughs> so yeah, I mean anybody who has West Ham and they're looking to transfer out and shift money around. I don't see any reason to. I think Arnautovic is somebody you could ride with right now. Op guys make make me uh, make me uh, moist like cake. So Arnautovic <laughs> is a good guy right now.
0: Yeah, um, yeah. yeah. And uh, also, um, no, we had a, a West Ham uh, guy on the Premier League show this week, and he mentioned that um, every West Ham striker is available for purchase right now: um, Chicharito, Carroll, and Diafra Sacco uh so you mm-hmm. assume there that that means that Arnautovic not only short term has that uh, starting forward job but is also being considered as a long term option there oh definitely definitely i mean he's played he's he he's always played like he could play the forward spot
1: i just didn't think he always had the 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 skill levels around him i think west ham is surrounding him now with players that are relatable to his style of play Almost like, um, remember when they were playing in the Europas and he was basically playing like a false nine mm-hmm. almost for for Austria, um, and he was doing yeah. pretty well because he was bossing the game. You know, now now that he has players around him with a skill, I think that his skill set of bossing and mixing in his actual skill is is coming to the forefront. You want to you want to talk about another essential right now? Everybody's you know you know every Mohamed Salah, and I, I talked about this the other day to you, um, Paul Pogba. He's 8.0 currently in price, 2.1 less than Mohamed Salah. Hmm. Um, I think that Paba gets kind of like overlooked here a little bit based on his ownership. He's only owned in like 14% of leagues, 14.3% of leagues right now. Um, but Kevin, you know, he did miss 10 games. He's only played 13 games. He's sitting on 18, 84 points. Um, if you average that, he basically, every time he plays plays them on the pitch, in every game, he gets seven points a game. Now, if you take those 10 games he missed, Average out the seven points. What's that? 70, correct? My math is bad. Mm-hmm. So 70 plus 84 is 154. Yep. Now, tell me where in all the players in the Premier League, the official game, where would Paul Pogba be if he played in every single game based on expected output of 154?
0: Uh, top five-ish? He'd be second behind oh, Mo Salah.
1: So... Everyone who's thinking that that United's attack isn't isn't completely different with Paul Pogba, you're completely crazy. The stats are the proof is in the stats here. If 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 you if he played every single game this year, I'd probably say he'd have more than the expectancy of having seven points a game based on what we've seen lately and from the beginning of the year when he's basically was on fire. Hmm. Um, if if a Lot is a staple item here, how in God's good name is Paul Pogba not being owned for $2 million less and basically the second highest scoring player in all the official game universe based on point expectancy for the year, obviously, not yeah. because he's what he's done. But at his price, what United could do offensively, their schedule down the stretch, Paul Pogba should be... An entry into the into the this, the template team right now. I'm sorry. I know we're I know we're in week 24 and the templates are kind of kind of blasé to say, but Paul Pogba to me is the second most important forward uh, midfielder moving forward right now.
0: Mm. Yeah, no, I, I like Pogba as an option, especially as I said with Lingard <laughs> kind of becoming a question mark. Um, if Alexis does come in, I think yeah. a good place to shift that United chip. Would be over to Paul Pogbin. You make a good point about the price differential between himself and Salah. Um, mm-hmm. I'm a little, uh, if you're on, her, uh, on, on him right now, but we can talk about that Ooh. later.
1: Uh, oh, We're going to have a discrepancy then. <laughs>
0: that's called foreshadowing. Uh, we got any price changes with Nut? Nah, I didn't do them. Okay. Uh, then we will take a quick break, and then we'll be back uh, with Stars and Sits. All right, and we are back uh, now we're going to be talking about our starts and sits of the week. I, as tradition dictates, shall go first. Um, my start is going to be unoriginal. It's going to be Bobby Firmino, or as you refer to him, Bobby Digital at 9.1. But his price and ownership have gone bonkers. He's gone up 0.4 in budget over the last five week- weeks, and his ownership has literally doubled in the last ten. Because um, everybody's, you know, bailing on Aguero and Murata and Lukaku and everybody else with a big name. It's been a big flop. Um, of note, Firmino has more goals over the last five matches than anyone not named Harry Kane. And I know that the ownership is crazy, but at this point, this is a genuine question. Other than Harry Kane, which forward would you rather own right now than Firmino?
1: Ooh. Aguero for Newcastle?
0: <laughs> okay. I've been wrong on Aguero versus Newcastle before.
1: Only, only because of the I was just looking at stats that of the last last five times he's played Newcastle, he has nine goals and three assists.
0: Didn't he score five in one of those though? Five five in one game. Yeah, yes. yeah. I'm just saying, but yeah, I, I yeah. see your point. But for me, I mean, for me, you no, know, at nine dot Oh no, yeah, it's, no. It's it's for it's it's Kane. It's if, if Kane is one. Firmino's
1: two, Aguero's three. And you could because argue. Because of two, value three. you're saying. Yeah. Oh. Totally, right, totally. Right, right.
0: Yeah. Um so anyway, yeah, for Firmino, uh, I have brought into my actual team again. We'll touch on that later. In midfield, we've already discussed him a little bit, uh, but Arnatovich is obviously the obvious pick this week um with his OOP stuff for you. Um like you were commenting with Pogba versus Salah, as I mentioned. Arnautovic has done exactly the same thing as Salah over the last five weeks. Four goals and three assists. And he's 2.6 cheaper, Mm -hmm. um, which is obviously very interesting. Also, uh, I don't know if you remember this, Rob. I brought up Chris Brunt like four or five weeks ago Mm -hmm. as an option because he was starting to pop up on creativity charts. And Mm -hmm. um, it didn't really pan out at the time. But over the last five, he has two assists. He also has the most accurate crosses in the league. And his top five in chances created. So... You know, I'm not saying. Just kind of
1: saying. The only thing with Chris Brunt that I don't like is that he falls into that Pascal Gross category. Yeah. Whereas what's the goal expectancy and assist output for a team True. that doesn't score very often? Yes, his price is conducive for that, but how often can you rely on an assist from, from Chris Brunt, Pascal Gross, Aaron yeah. Moy? You know, basically he falls into that grouping. Yes, they're great as a you know, your fourth or fifth midfielder that you don't have to rely on every week or as a differential. Hmm. But I mean, that's basically what you're recommending going for. You're not, you know, Chris Brun is not your your one one A midfielder. Oh, obviously no. Yeah, you know, yeah. You
0: know. It's just an it, just an interesting. Oh, it's,
1: to, no, it's totally. I love the shout. Then I still love it. I think Chris Brown is a phenomenal fantasy player. He's better in DFS formats.
0: But true, but, very true. Um, and we don't do a DFS show anymore. I miss you, DFS. If you do, <laughs> as we go, on, um, we remember. Yes. Um, and then also, oh, this is a question I could ask at the beginning, but I included it in my midfield uh, setup here. Apparently. Mm-hmm. How many Tottenham midfielders are you comfortable owning, considering they have been tearing everything up of late, especially Young and Son, who has now started the majority of the last ten matches?
1: Um, based on prices of everyone else, um, I'd probably only roll with one.
0: Okay, who who would you take right now? Like not, not Son. I pick Son. Right? I would pick Son. Yeah. How do you not? Although Della is also starting to turn a corner himself. Um, but yeah, Sun has been incredible. We saw a really interesting article today talking about why are Tottenham fans the only ones talking about Hyungman Sun? Obviously, he scored 20 goals in all competitions last season. He's already passed, I think, 15 this season. Mm-hmm. Um, he's very, very good. Uh, and I don't know if anybody saw his absolute destruction of John Joe Kenny's soul, um, with his roulette around him at the weekend, but, uh, do yourself a favor. Look it up. And as you're saying, um, If you don't have a Tottenham midfielder and you're looking to bring one in, Son is starting just as much as everyone, and he's playing basically uh, on the left side of Kane for the most part. Mm-hmm. Um, very much playing as a forward um, and has the license to roam that Della Ali had last season. So mm-hmm. uh, just, definitely something worth looking at.
1: Just one thing on the human son. Just mm-hmm. after this game against Southampton, they have United at, uh, <laughs> at home, true. Liverpool at away, Arsenal home. So the next three games are... Um, are the time to question your ownership of more than one Spurs player, not named Harry Kane? So, are you, are you saying wait till the end of that to make a choice? I, I, I would say I have the funny thing is uh, I've been looking at my team and my team is just having a perpetual downfall. So, if anybody's looking at this and they trust me for fantasy advice, I'm sorry, my team has just been <laughs> bad. I've been trying to do an, an opposite strategy here to to do to not own Harry Kane for as long as possible. And it was. It's, it's not to going week, well. It's the week twenty-eight. Basically, is what it, what it was. Is the dropping off point, and then I have to buy back in. But it's after those three games, and then basically he cruises with only Chelsea, Man City as the the hardest two games in the last 12, eleven games to go. Hmm. Um, but but yeah, after those three games, everything's fair game. One week of more of Spurs, you could probably ride with, and then you could downshift to Paul Pogba if you want to.
0: Yeah, uh, yeah, I, I think. Uh Downgrading to Pogba uh, is definitely something that people should be taking a look at. Um, I did buy into Della before the double game week because um, I saw this kind of run coming. You, you know, just when you watch a team enough, um, you just kind of get a sense of when somebody's going to uh, start really performing well. Um, but uh agree that after this week it could get a little dicey, especially considering that Liverpool match is away um, where Tottenham have tended to struggle. And Liverpool have been very good defensively and have now added Van Dyke to their defensive ranks. Uh, mm-hmm. so very good point by you. Um, defensively, the teams that I, I, are going to be good this week <laughs> are pretty chalky, to be honest. Uh, Chelsea United, Liverpool City, Tottenham are the obvious ones. I think Everton are kind of a sneaky option if anybody has any of them for some reason, like a Keane in there, or mm-hmm. if somebody listened to you on Ashley Williams like 10 weeks ago. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I think. Uh, they should all have decent runs this week, uh, Rob. Who are you thinking about starting and sitting this week? Um, on defense, I'm basically exactly the same way as you.
1: Listen, this this week's schedule is so top heavy versus bottom heavy, and bas- this is basically like one's playing twenty, two is playing nineteen. It's almost that same same kind of scenario. Yeah. Um, basically, defenses start Arsenal, Spurs, Liverpool, Man United, Man City, Chelsea. It's chalky. It's chalky as all chalky can get. Um basically if you see Burnley in the rankings, stop and that's where you should stop owning and starting defenders. Um my midfielder, I'm gonna talk about him again. It's Paul Pogba, owned in fourteen point three percent of leagues. Price is eight Listen, he's got eleven assists through thirteen games. That's crazy goodness. Um he's ridiculously underowned because of I I think he's I think he's a little underowned because of the Jesse Lingard popping up scoring goals thing, which is probably a reason why he's only owned in fourteen percent of leagues. Um Listen, I like Paul Pogba. I I know a lot of people probably own him. I don't know his his ownership in the top 1,000, top 10,000, but it's probably probably more than 14% of those teams in that ranking own him. Um, On a sneaky tip, I like Jordan Ibe this week at 4.8, if anybody wants somebody on the cheap tip. Uh, On forward, forwards are always the toughest spot to go non-chalk with, but I'm going to go with Jamie Vardy this week. Price is 8.5. He's owned in 15.2% of leagues. Um, I'm going to give you a weird stat, Kevin, because prices do fluctuate, so it's kind of hard to, to say that this is actually like a stat you can rely on. Mm-hmm. But points points per million, Jamie Vardy has more points per million than
0: J- Harry Kane. Oh, snap. Um, well, I mean, um, also Kane's like four, what, four more expensive? Four million,
1: but- four, yeah, four million more expensive. But so uh, uh, Vardy's sitting on 99 points. We all uh, Kane is sitting in the 140s. But on points per million return, um, Vardy is beating him slightly. Um, and funny thing is, only eight players have more goals than Jamie Vardy this year. And Jamie Vardy is the cheapest and less, uh, the second cheapest and the least owned of all those players. Um, so those are my starts some good facts there, Kev. Yeah,
0: I like those uh, stats, man. You, you've been coming hard with them stats the past couple of weeks.
1: Yeah. So uh, on on the sits, I'm going to start up top because this is more of an LOL thing. Um, and I just talked about not owning him, and I'm just telling everybody not to not to own him and sit him. Um, it's Harry Kane. Um, funny thing is, you can't you can't really sit Kane if you own him. He's going to play. He's playing Southampton at Southampton. Um, but there is a caveat here because I did do some research. Four of five, four of the five Lat- Kane blanks have been on the road. Four of his five yeah. last, blanks, last blanks have been on the road, so keep that in mind as Harry Kane blanks this week.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but also keep in mind that he absolutely destroyed Southampton the last time they yeah. played. Yeah, I know. Uh, my midfield
1: sit is, is we talked about him in the beginning. If you own Alexis Sanchez, I, you're probably not listening to this podcast because you're moving on to fantasy baseball research already. <laughs> um, he, he's probably not going to play for either team, he, whoever he's on this week. So don't don't own him. I know it's a stupid. Uh, thing for me to, to even suggest to him as a sit, but I'm doing it anyway. Alexis like Sanchez price ownership block no way uh, sit. Uh, remember what I said about um, starting everybody not uh, basically start everybody Arsenal Spurs Liverpool Man City United Chelsea mm-hmm. everybody not that I didn't just say don't start
0: them. <laughs> yep, it's a harsh but not incorrect take. <laughs> yeah, so, that's my that's my uh, that's my sense. And if you want if you want to if you want a cheap.
1: Um, Kevin said he like he likes uh you like Leicester, right, as a sleepy or Everton as a as your Everton, sleep.
0: yeah. I, I actually I actually like Watford this week. Ooh, that's a great shout considering well, an interesting shout considering they've been absolute trash for the last few weeks. Yeah. I'm gonna go with Mala Wagyu for the win. <laughs> Wa yeah. That guy Mal- <laughs> Wagu. <laughs> the win. Uh, isn't that a kind of beef? Wagu Mal- beef. Wagyu beef, probably. Mm. Makes sense. Google it. Wagyu. Yeah yeah yeah. It's Ooh. any of four Japanese breeds of beef cattle, the most desired of which is genetically predisposed to intense marbling and to producing a high percentage of oleaginous unsaturated fat, as we all know. Oh, I mean, oh, that, oh, you mean that water. <laughs> right. No, oh. oh. right.
1: oh. yeah, <laughs> dude. You knew, and, and he plays for totally. Watford.
0: Totally.
1: So there's a marbleized piece of beef playing for Watford. <laughs> <Right>. Exactly. <laughs>
0: What just happened? <laughs> I don't know. Um, okay. So to my sits and away from whatever that just was, um, <laughs> up front uh, is going to be um, Alvaro Morata for my sit. The experiment's done for me. I would literally rather he score points off my team than have him on my team and not scoring. So okay. I'm just done. I'm, I'm over it. I saw your point last week about chances still being there. Gave him that extra week. We off that. I lost one in uh, the Firmino stakes. I, I basically did it the second the match was over to make sure that I didn't lose point uh, two because Firmino's yeah. price was rising again and Mirage's price was going to drop again. Um, but I was like, I don't want to play this game anymore. And I don't want to. I'm off Murata. the roller coaster.
1: Murata has Charlie Browned me. Charlie yeah, he Browned has. <laughs> He's with the ball every week. Totally he, get it, man. He is Charlie Brown and Lucy holding the football. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Wait. In this analogy, you're Charlie Brown; he's Lucy, right? Whatever. Either way, no. I'm just I'm, I'm just the, clarifying
1: mentally. I'm the fool. I'm on the I'm on my butt. I, I spoke so fondly
0: of him last week, trying to support my blues and my striker, and he just completely donkeyed. Here's a real he question looked, for you: How on earth are you considering loaning out Batshuayi with Murata playing the way he's playing? I I don't think you know the only interest.
1: The only rumor that I heard that, that where he was going to go was was to Dortmund, but I think that's if, that's if Obama Yang leaves. So. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, but uh, Sevilla okay. also apparently interested yeah. in Batshuayi. Yeah, I, I don't think he's
1: going anywhere. And I think that all has to link if somebody, if Chelsea brings in, oh, God, Andy Carroll. Um, <laughs> but uh, Do yeah, it. Every, everything's linked to something else in the transfer room right now.
0: Everybody's linked to somebody else being linked. Wait, did Carroll move to West Ham in the January window? Because if so, his last three moves would have happened in the January window, which would be hilarious.
1: Well, Man Bun travels well in the winter.
0: Apparently so. He can he can pull the hair down and it covers his neck for warmth. He can wear it like a cowl. And now a whole bunch of uh, guys listening to the show can Google what a cowl is. Or um, it's, like, it's like an infinity scarf. <laughs> uh, kind of. that can also be used as a hood. Yeah, it's, a, it's an interesting garment. Um, my aunt actually makes them and I would plug her company right now if I could remember the name. Um, but uh, in midfield, I'm going on the anti-rob play. I'm off Pogba. Right no. Now. I know. He has been fuego the last few weeks, no arguing. And he has very much passed the eye test as well. Um that match on uh, Monday, he was incredible. Um but statistically he is outperforming his chances created he's not in the top 10 in chances created over the last five matches he had his second in assists um you pointed out that his assist rate is incredible for me it's almost too incredible not sure if he can keep that up and he has burnley tottenham and chelsea all in the next five all of them obviously very very strong defenses and i don't really think his price is going to get much higher over that period if he comes through that stretch burnley tottenham chelsea with a couple goals and an assist, or vice versa. I'm buying in as soon as that runs over. Um, but right now, a uh, light touch for me on I Paul think, Pogba. I think if he gets a goal and an assist in those three games, I think that's enough return. Okay. At 8.0, you think one goal and one assist out of a, a in, in three, of three games? is enough? Yeah, sure. All right. I mean, um, it's, not
1: fanta- it's not fantastic, but... No, look look at what's the expectancy for Harry Kane, then, when he plays Arsenal, Liverpool, and, and United.
0: Okay. At that's thirteen. Fair. Yeah, uh, obviously bigger names, but, you know, similar difficulty. Oh, although, now oh, now, although, oh, now they're similar. Although although Kane always scores against Arsenal, but fair point. Um, he, does score, he does score against Chelsea once in a while. He does. He loves a London Derby, does once, or Harold Kane. Although it would have been helpful in that double game week against West Ham. Um, in defense, you kind of pointed out the issue earlier, which is just... It's a whole bunch of bad teams playing a whole bunch of good teams. Um, I think West Ham could be sneaky against Bournemouth, but Bournemouth have started scoring mm-hmm. goals again. Um, Swansea are surprisingly decent defense. There could be a bit of a trap game element to this one. Um, Did you say Liverpool. trap
1: game with Liverpool? <laughs> yeah. Uh,
0: just because coming off the high of, of beating um, City, like they might be looking at Swansea as just a W instead of a fixture they have to actually play. Could be. Um, I want to get Fetty Wap to sing a song for us called Trap Game. <laughs> yeah, man. Um, that would be nice. Um, you don't need a second eye when your third eye is open, uh, attributed yeah. to Fetty Wap. Um, he, he grew up in the town I – right in the next town I grew up in. Really? Boom. Um, where was I? Oh, right. Which side of Huddersfield-Stoke are you more confident in? And putters- Oh, wait. Oh, right. putters- uh, do you putters- care putters- at all that Lambert took over Stoke? Do you think that will improve the, the defense? Ricky Lambert? Because have talent or, there. <laughs> Ricky yes. Lambert? Because mm-hmm. I, I, I know a good chant with Ricky Lambert. <laughs> Paul Lambert, I don't know a good chant. But uh, I, I'm more confident in Huddersfield. Mm. Okay. On, on the road. Interesting stuff. Oh, also, um, you and I were talking about transfers. And I somehow entirely missed that uh, Huddersfield signed Terence Congolo, who at yeah. one time was a super highly rated Dutch prospect. Um, yeah. So interested to see a little bit more of him as well. Stoke obviously not looking very threatening, although Stephen Ireland out from the cold and off the couch. Uh, got a couple of chances against United. Although I did see somebody say, uh, Ireland's got to score those too. And it was like the last time he played a match was 2015. So less sure that he should have quote unquote scored those. Although admittedly they were good chances and a better player likely would have scored them. Um, all right, that'll do it for uh, starts and sits. Uh, on to my team. I made the double switch for Mino and Arnacevic in for Morata and uh, um, Richarlison. All of them were going to be changing prices. <laughs> And I just wanted to be super sure that I wasn't going to struggle for all of those. Um, so I made sure to make that move nice and early. I was a little concerned about bringing in Arnačević on Sunday just because I knew that they had that match midweek. But fortunately, he did not start that one. So no concern there. That's the move that I did, and I'm sticking with it. <laughs> Your cane stat actually gives me a little bit of pause. About the fact that the sea is still resting upon Sir Harold's head, considering how many other good matchups there are this week, like Salah versus Swansea. Considering Swansea have not had a decent wing back since Angel Ron Hell wasn't thirty six or whatever freaking age he is. You don't mind Arnautovic versus Bournemouth, whose wing backs obviously love to get forward. Also, I think I'm playing a four four two this week to be honest. Um, That's sassy. One of the reasons I just had that like full rattled list of defenses worth playing is I have that. I have Kenny versus West Brom, Jones versus Burnley, Christensen versus Brighton, and Robertson versus Swansea. All of them playing bottom five defenses this week. Mm -hmm. I like those defensive matchups so much that Lingard is actually on my bench this week. Wow. um, Because I'd rather play Firmino against Swansea than Lingard against a very good Burnley defense. Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, I, I very, very much like uh all those defensive matchups don't so going with them i have considered the cheekiest of uh captain options which is phil jones versus burnley um i don't think i'm going to do it if it was robertson versus swansea at home i may consider that as well cuz he has played very well lately don't don't like think that uh, Liverpool conceding, conceding three goals to City is an indictment of their ability. Um, but I was very impressed with what I saw from him, and he has made that job as now well. Anyway, I was kind of rambling. I think the C might stay on Kane, but it very easily could switch to Salah last minute. And, uh, your, your comment on Kane struggles away, uh, would be a little bit of a factor there. Um, yeah. ha- have you made any moves yet this week, and, uh, who are you putting that C on? Yeah, I made two
1: moves. I, w- I had one was to, the price changes, I was in the same situation. I was a Morata owner, so I went from Murata to Aguero. Uh, like I said before, I don't own Kane. Um, Aguero currently has the C on him. I made a second move. I, it was a fifth midfielder. I brought in uh, Jordan Ibe at 4.8, so he's now my, my fifth midfielder punt, hmm. but at 4.8, it's good value. He's starting to play well. Bournemouth really don't have much to play for because they're pretty much, I think they're safe, and they're probably not going to climb much higher than 10th, so they're probably just going to play what they have and see what they have out of Jordan Ive for most of the year. So I think he sees a lot of minutes. So at eight, I really can't go wrong. Um, yeah, I mean, Aguero is a great shot against Newcastle, given his history at home playing them. Um, I still have I have Salah, Pogba, De Bruyne, Lingard through the middle, uh, Aguero, Firmino up top. I have Otamande, Jones, Alonso in the back with Masuaku as my fourth defender. I think I'm playing a four four two as well, Kevin. That's weird. Ooh, squad. Yeah. But um and 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 then I don't have a goalie of of note, so I'm not going to mention him because he's playing Liverpool. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah. So that's my team. Um, there's a, I have a lot of good guys that I could go with for captain. Salah is interesting against Swansea, mm-hmm. but I think that's the I think that's the chalk play trap game. Caught, yeah, trap game. Kane is the is the secondary trap game. Aguero is the third the tertiary trap game <laughs> because it, he's he's done well against Newcastle, but doesn't mean he's going to do it now. Um. You know, I, I don't. I don't know. Firmino, Firmino, trap game. Lingard is. I think Lingard scores this week. The funny thing is, I think Ooh. he's gonna. I think he's gonna actually put one in the net this week. Um, Do but yeah. Sterling. No. Hmm. no. 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 Radio Raheem. Oh, sad face for me. <laughs> Fair enough. It happens. But yeah, yeah I mean sure where, anybody, anybody who's playing a anybody at the top the big six, I'm using quotation fingers. Any of the big six that are playing this week and you own one of those players this is probably a decent enough gamble. This is probably gonna be one of the biggest striated
0: percentages of captain weeks I've probably that we've probably seen. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be pretty weird. Um all right, we'll wrap up this week like we did last week. Who's winning these NFL games, bro? Uh
1: I gotta go with you know what? I hate I hate the Patriots. I'm just going to say Jacksonville yeah! and, and Minnesota. Let's make it a boring Super Bowl. <laughs>
0: I'm, I'm on board with that. The Steelers should have won, except they, again, had like the worst play calling I've ever seen in my entire life, in every phase, um, including that horrible uh, onside kick, including them not kicking the field goal with only like 40 seconds left. Uh, the, no, man, it was just super awful. Um, <laughs> the Patriots are going to win, but I also support the Jaguars and would hope that they would do it, and they can. I mean the Jaguars on their day can beat any team in this league. Yep. It's just yep. how frequently do those days come. Did they waste it all against the Steelers' time will tell. Um <laughs> agree with you. Um on the Vikings. They they just have that weird magic feeling. Mm-hmm. Like yep. um the Steelers did the uh the second Super Bowl, like the um Saints had their yep. year. Yep.
1: Like they and, just and have that like Everybody in the Vikings seems like they're touched by Jesus. You, yeah, everybody thinks Jesus incredible. first.
0: I'm I'm like, what is this? What happened to your moms? hi mom Um, you wouldn't wouldn't be here without mom yeah also also i'm just gonna say a sentence i just want to see how it strikes you case keenum super bowl champion i mean how's that feel how's that feel considering he's gonna leave next year (laughs) we're gonna we're gonna have case keenum or
1: nick Foles in the super bowl for the nfc so just that is
0: that that is pretty great and it could be Bortles. there is a, a chance that it could be Bortles versus one of those guys in the Super Bowl.
1: I wish it, I wish the other starting quarterback was last name was James because we'd have a Bortles and James Super Bowl. I I don't get that reference. It's a, it's a
0: wine cooler. Oh, then I also hope that happens. It's a wine cooler, man. Come on, Bortles and James. That's funny. Pour up, drink, headshot, drink,
1: Drank. Um, <laughs> all right, that'll do it for us. Rob, tell the folks where they can get at you. You find me on Twitter fpl underscore mnop. Uh, you can find my writing, stylings, and musings on Razzball.com. And go check it out if you're into fantasy baseball. Uh, my posts start dropping next week, so I'm going to be super busy and have no life. And it's basically attached to my keyboard.
0: Woo! I'm um, here <laughs> Kevin DeVries. You can find me on Twitter at Kevroth. You can find my writings over at gold.com under the gaming tab. There could potentially be a new thing soon. Time will tell. I'll obviously let you guys know when it does. But again, for any uh, news from us, you can find us at Kavroff and at FPL underscore MNOP for the show at EPL Roundtable. You can find us on iTunes uh, under the name EPL Roundtable as well. Rob, pleasure as always. Best of luck to your team specifically. Best of luck to our listeners' teams unless I'm in a mini league with you. And we'll catch you next time. Peace.